I would like to make an exception on the topic of today's share, because I want to share with everyone, all the listeners, an unbelievable story about Ashkocha Pratis. I don't know if I ever in my life heard such an incredible story of Ashkocha Pratis. There was a Rav, Rabbi Kandel, who was a Rav in some far-flung out-of-town community. And he just had become Rav. And one of the first duties he did as a new Rav, he decided he wants to check out the kashras of the local mikvah. So he took down one of the biggest experts in Melchus Mikvahs to come down and check the mikvah. The person came, checked the mikvah, and he came and reported to him and said, I have some very, very devastating news to tell you. And that is that this mikvah looks like it was done over nicely, beautifully, in all areas. But he says, there's one thing, the pipes of this mikvah are puzzle midiraisa b'dyeved. Do you know what that means? There's a halach and hilchas mikvahs that the water has to be rainwater. It can't be mayim shuvim. In other words, it has to be rainwater that goes directly into the mikvah. It can't be that you put it in a kli, in a vessel, that it's able to hold the water, and take the water from the vessel and then pour it into the mikvah, makes it invalid, makes the mikvah puzzle. So when someone makes pipes from the, from the rainwater to go into the mikvah, it's made in a special way that the pipes should not be a vessel should not be a clay that makes it that the water went into a, vo- went into a vessel, became Mayim Shuvim, and now it'll be puzzle, the mikvah will be puzzle. So they make the pipes in special ways, they design it, that it shouldn't be that it's considered Mayim Shuvim, that it went into a vessel before the mikvah. He said, these pipes were made, designed in such a way, that it's puzzle with the raisa, it's really a vessel, and it's puzzle with the evet. Now, this Rabbi Kandel thought he was going to faint. And he went ahead and did some research. Besides for the fact that you're dealing with people for years and years were chayiv krisis rechman alitzlan, were being over on the worst of areas. Besides that, he found that many people were megayer by the last rub using this mikvah. That means that they're goyim. That their geiris wasn't a good geiris. He said one of those geirim what became a very, very popular cipher, who wrote Sifrei Taira. That means those Sifrei Taira apostle. He said he found out there was a person, more than one, that became a Gerim over the years, and they were an aid on someone's Kedushan, on someone's marriage. That means that those people are not married, because he wasn't a Yid, it was Apostle Aedas. He was, literally didn't know what to do with himself. He decided there's only one thing that he could do, is the person that was Rav before him, for 40 years, was none other than his father. His father had moved out of the city, obviously we're not saying any names of the city, had moved out of the city, and retired, and he took it over. He said, Lamaisa, I have to go to my father, take a plane, fly down to him, discuss this mikvah, maybe there's something, maybe it was kosher at one point, maybe there's some information that if I find out, is going to somehow alleviate the situation over here, save the situation. So he didn't know what to do if he doesn't give his father a heart attack, but he has no choice. He flew down to his father, and he said, you know, how everything, Baruch Hashem, you know, I wanted to discuss, he said, the mikvah with you in the city. His father said, I the mikvah. 
Oh, I don't want to discuss the mikvah. That's the most painful episode of my whole Rabbanath. He's like, what? He said, I don't want to discuss the mikvah. He said, no, 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 but I really, I want to know. He pushed his father. And his father said, I'm going to tell you. I want to tell you something what happened with this mikvah. He said, this mikvah, I was moiser nafshe for this mikvah. When I came 40 years ago to this town, there was a mikvah that was mamish kosher b'dievet. And I decided I want to make a new mikvah. At that time, it was this very small community. Most of the people, even though it was an Orthodox show, most of the people were not Shemer Shabbos. And they were misnagged. Who needs a new mikvah? It's a lot of money. We don't need a new mikvah. But Lamaisa, after a whole thing, I said, I want to make a new mikvah. Some of the people in the shul said that we're going to fire you from the position if you go ahead with it. He said, I don't care. I told him, I don't care. I'm putting my, I'm putting my job on the line for this. After back and forth, we went ahead. I called a very, very big rov. He designed me exactly what to do with the mikvah and everything. And then he said, when he came to the pipes, there was a guy who came in and said he could design the pipes very special. And he even remembered the guy that designed it. And this guy, the son is sitting there. Oh, this guy designed the pipes. And, and then he goes through. So the son tells his father, so what was so terrible that you don't want to discuss the mikvah? The father said, listen, what happened? The mikvah was built. And after the mikvah was built, now you need water to rain to fill the mikvah. You have mikvah come through in a bar, and then it goes through the pipes and it flows in. And this city where we live, it rained all the time. And all of a sudden, it didn't rain. One day, two days, three days, a week, two weeks, three weeks. No rain. There, were, there was an article in the newspaper, a local newspaper, there's a biggest drought we've had in decades. There's never been such a drought. People from the shul, the knackers that were against this mikvah, came over to me. And they said, Rabbi, God's not on your side. He doesn't want a mikvah. You see, he's not interested. And I didn't know what to do. I said, let's wait a little more. Another few days, another week. I didn't know what to do. I called the Rav very close to me. He said, I know, you know, if you're really stuck with the Evid, there's an Eitzah with the Evid that you could take snow or ice. And that you could take in a clean, put it in the mikvah, and it's kosher by the evit. And this way you won't use the rainwater through the pipes. And that's what we did. And then he says, and then you won't believe it. He says, from all my years, I have such aggravation from this. You know what happened? He said, that was one patch that Hashem gave me. Then Hashem slapped me across the other side of the face. The day after the mikvah filled up from the snow, it poured and marbled rain. And he said, I had such aggravation. Everyone shepherded me, made fun of me. Hashem is not behind the mitzvah. And he says, I have to say, I feel in my heart a little bit of like you would say, chas v'shalom, tainis, tarum is on Hashem. How after all the mysterious nevish that I put in to this mitzvah of mitzvah, Hashem just gave me two slaps in the face for it. The son looks at the father and says, Tati, do you mean that you didn't use the pipes to fill up the mitzvah? He says, that's correct. We never use the pipes of the mikvah. He said, Baruch Hashem. Tati Hashem saved you. This story needs no further explanation. This, I read the story in sparks of the story from Rabbi Yechiel Spiro. This shows you this father almost went to his grave with tainas on Hashem. When Hashem all these years worked it out the whole entire thing was a drought.
a drought that Hashem made sure the mysterious nefesh for his mikvah should chas v'shalom not become a possible mikvah. We have to learn from this. Things in life that we never understand. How many things there are that Hashem is saving our lives and we don't understand and we may go to the grave not understanding. From this we should learn that every single thing Hashem is behind the scenes running it letay